It's time for some inside animation. With your host, Adam Sartain. Today's guest, Becca Buns. And now, here's your host, Adam Sartain. And here we are with another episode of Inside Animation, where we get inside information about the animation industry. I'm here with, with Becca sweet. Buns, and you are an animator and a uh, animation rigger, mostly. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, but I've done like a bit of everything. I've also done like rotoscope and graphic design as well, and just a whole bunch of stuff. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. A Jill of all trades, if you will. Yes. Within yes. the animation industry, of course. And design and create, creative things that you people can see. Basically. So, uh, let's talk about rigging, because I know I don't know what that is, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners don't know what rigging is. So what, what does a rigger do? Uh, well, it depends. It, 3D rigging is 3D models that are basically given the ability to move so that you can animate them. It's like basically creating a skeleton that can be edited and, you know, shot frame by frame to move. Like a similar thing in like stop motion to having a movable body. Right. You move it and take a photo. We're doing this digitally. I mostly do 2D rigging. So that's interesting because it's like a sort of newer technology. Like uh, sometimes it doesn't quite work right and sometimes it does. Oh. Uh, the rigs that I work on are have to be, you know, perfect. So so it's a bit of a process to get it right. It's making a skeleton specific to each character. Right. Would you say it's easier to do 3D rigging than it is to do 2D rigging? Because you'd think it'd be the opposite, because there's one less dimension to work with. It, to make a good 2D rig, I think it, I think it takes about the same. Is you just have to be like super organized and know where all your arms and legs are. Ah, uh, like, yes. That sound. <laughs> yeah, you don't want your legs going through someone your head, for example. Yeah, that that happens, especially <laughs> in the early days of 3D when I was in college. You know, the funniest thing to do would be to have things go inside each other. It's just right. Hilarious. Yeah, or going through the floor or something crazy like that, yeah. Yeah. So what was one particular project that you did 2D rigging on that you can talk about? And about how long did you spend working on that project? So I would have to say that, <laughs> okay, so this is kind of funny. I was working for the military for a while. And so the, the military has a YouTube channel where they make animations for veterans. Of course it does. <laughs> right? Yeah. Of course it does. I, it's funded by our government. Your tax dollars are paying for this. You know, God bless America. But um, they have like, it's about a gunny. And a gunny is like a drill sergeant, right? So Like a gunnery I, sergeant or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Which I didn't know until I like went on the show. I was like, wait, what show are we working on? Because it, it's just called Gunny. And you can find it online. It, it, <laughs> Sounds it, like the worst that. mascot for <laughs> The thing is, is that he's like, you know, he's really loud and, and like, rah, but he's got like a heart of gold. And we had like a, a Lee Emery type guy come into the studio to like voice act it. And he was hilarious. Like he was always yelling, like his, his, his native volume was just like 11. It was always very loud. 11 but, or uh, higher. Yeah. But you know, that, that was kind of fun because I had to rig like little children playing soccer and they were supposed to not be good at it so the rigs weren't perfect and this was like an internship for me so I was just kind of like all right great (laughs) I can sort of practice like putting bones in like these little girls and try to make it so that they can like kick these soccer balls properly but you can watch that on YouTube it's by we are the mighty which is the military YouTube channel (laughs) and it's called gunning I did a few up I did quite a few episodes so I know, yeah, so you were in charge of the little girls for that project. Yeah, right? but I also did the storyboards and some character designs, um, which is funny because you'll look at, there's like a dating episode, like a, and it's really obvious which characters I drew. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> they look completely different. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's another thing that with with animators and artists is, you know, everyone has a different style. My very first guest talked about how his people didn't like his style because it was very much an anime kind of style, though it wasn't exactly anime. You know, it was like anime inspired. But, you know, everyone has. Western anime. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, everyone has their influences. Do you find yourself trying to imitate other animators or do you like to just stick with your own or find your own style as it were? There's like a few series that like I sort of look at as sort of inspiration. Like, uh, you know, as an animator, you're always like watching the newest stuff. So I've been really into like, I love Arlo, which just kind of came out. Yes. Um, our world is really good. Um, She-Ra, um, just stuff like that that they're coming out with that's like really focused on character and story. Um, right. And I mean, the animation is good, but it's not, you know, as fluid as like a Disney movie or like a music video or stuff like that. Like I'm more focused on like story and character right. than than just straight up uh, fluid motion, I guess. And for those who don't know, when we refer to Arlo, it's Arlo the Alligator Boy from Tickets. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think the show is just called I I Love Arlo. Right. Yeah, yeah, which just came out on Netflix, and it's really cute, and it's really good, and the movie made me cry, so. Yep. Yeah, Titmouse <laughs> has been doing quite a few Netflix shows as of late. Yeah, it's really exciting. I used to go there. They used to have a figure drawing night at Titmouse, and a lot of animators would go and figure draw. And it's a really fun place and everyone there is very nice. And I know a lot of people that have worked there and really liked it. So it's kind of exciting that they're finally making their own. Yes. And actually like breaking out of doing work for clients because they were just doing like, you know, music videos or stuff for like William Street. Yeah, I've met their their head honcho, the CEO or whatever. But hopefully I'm going to be getting him on the podcast soon. We'll see. Oh, 
I've got I've got two people that I'm I'm like stalking and trying to get on the show. He's <laughs> one, uh, Chris Pronowski is the name, and the other is of course Rob Paulson. But we'll see. Oh wow! I've I've got I've I've now had at least what I think like five guests that have had some connection to him, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, that's that's my little tangent there. So let's get back to what a rigger does. So you make this skeleton and how do you attach, let's say, how do you attach the meat, the, uh, the skin to the skeleton? Is that something you do or do you hand off that skeleton to say someone else? The complete rigging is attaching it to there. Uh, you know, I have to have these ready basically to animate. And sometimes I'm the one that has to also animate them. So it's like I'm rigging for myself. It's right. like, what does this character need to do? Let's set it up so it could do that. And that does open some doors. Like I've had a few, like I had one rig that was for this person that was doing a comedy show for YouTube. And it only really needed to have a lip sync. So the, the rig was just a spine with like a face at the top. Because <laughs> it was just, it's, it was just their face talking, you know, like it just yeah. had to move and, and side to side and do simple stuff. So you do like sort of edit the rig so that it fits the, the situation you need it for. Like um, why create but, extra movement that doesn't need to happen? <laughs> yeah, it's like why create a complex fingers if you don't see their hands? Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> I've also become really interested in doing stuff for like VR, like in yeah. Character Animator, you can set up rigs to where you're talking into the microphone and it animates while you're talking and then you can hit keyboard keys and it'll also walk or animate to whatever you like set them up for, which is also pretty fun. So it's almost like a like a program so that you can you know it knows when to, it knows how to walk so you just push the button to tell it when to walk it, it, essentially yeah uh you almost like set it up like a video game where like you can turn left and right and then if you want to like grab something you set it up for that so that you are just animating live right because uh, a lot of people a lot of like companies and people are interested in doing just live animation so that they could stream yeah yeah I know of one company in particular that's working on something for basically virtual character visits. And that's a, there's even a thing to where you can have someone have someone else's voice, like a filter. So you would be, I would be speaking in my normal voice, but it would come out the other side as say, you know, Peter Griffin or um, uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, I can't remember the name of the company right now, but. Um, Is it Zuhu? Yes, that's the one. I work for them. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I, I do. And you know, uh, if that's there are not... any children, if there are any children listening, please oh, plug uh... your ears. Yeah, I do Santa. <laughs> so, no way. Well, okay. Yes, of course they I do. They told me about that. <laughs> um, the, they told me about that, and they showed me video of some of the the testing for that. But I actually do the voice and like I dye my beard and I put on the whole, yeah, I have a whole thing. That's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm planning on working with them, but if not, I have my own company set up to do virtual visits. 
but we'll see. Would it still be Santa or? As Santa, yeah, I call it Santa Sessions. Oh, okay. So it's look very... out this, <laughs> so look out this fall, folks. Holiday season. This holiday season. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be my that'll be my show sponsor. I'll sponsor myself. <laughs> That's very interesting yeah. that they're one of the few places, the few companies that are doing that. I guess. But yeah, it's interesting to hear you know the new technology that's come coming out. It's a bit disturbing on my end because like I naturally just mimic these other voices. I don't need other people, anyone in the world, to be able to compete with me. You know. <laughs> I mean, they're always going, you're, you're always going to need human beings to voice things. It's, it's just, uh, you know, I, I'm working on a pilot right now. So I work with like a lot of voice actors and there's really something to be said. Like there's something that like a, a voice actor gives to the character that, you know, it's, I just can't see a robot doing that. I can see a robot mimicking a voice well and making it sound fluid, but I just can't see it imbuing like the character. Exactly. In quite the same way. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. The machines can't replace us yet. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm I'm a weird person. I'm very like, what do we need robots that are just like humans for? Exactly. Like I need a robot that can uh I guess like just do all the dumb mundane functions, but don't invent a robot that can like do art or like think like a person. It's like we, we got yeah. people already. <laughs> art art is one of those things you just can't replicate. That too, like uh, they tried, they, they made a few robots that could paint accurately and, and do, ac like they didn't just take down what they were seeing. It had like a style to it. Mm. But yeah, it, it sort of changes things because a lot of your art style revolves around like how you grew up, like uh, a fun test that I like to do with people because I used to also teach children like art classes is uh, have them draw a tree. Yeah. Because everybody in the world's going to draw a different type of tree. Like I draw, I draw like pine trees because I grew up in an area with a lot of pine trees. So uh, yeah, and people on like, because uh, I'm on the West Coast now, I came from the East Coast. People on the West Coast draw a lot of like the spindly, like, you know, dry desert trees that you see out here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. I never like, thought about that. Yeah. Interesting. Because I would go for an oak tree. You know, with the... Yeah. Yeah. So are you like a east coast or west coast but like foothills area so there were a lot of oak trees around hmm interesting yeah interesting very good and again we're off on another another tangent but i love it tangent. <laughs> yeah tangent it's alert fun. it's a fa fun tangent though it was yeah <laughs> a fungent wait no that doesn't work yeah <laughs> as long as it's not a pungent fungent yeah, I'm, I've gone way too far. Okay, so... A little bit. Yeah. So I think we've got enough about what how rigging happens. How often would you say, like, how often do you get work as a rigger? Oh, um, as a rigger, occasionally I get more work just as a straight up animator. So okay. the rigging, let's let me put it go to that. Yeah, <laughs> let me put it this way: it's just rigging. How how much uh, of a percentage would that represent of the rest of the the work you do? 
just a guesstimate percentage um i guess i'm rigging like 45 percent of the time okay uh, so a I significant mean, amount get, it's a significant amount yeah yeah if I get a project and it requires a certain type of animation, then I'll, I'll rig it and animate it myself. Right. So, so that also falls into that too. And then sometimes I'll have my title be like rigor for somebody yeah. else and they'll animate it and do whatever with it. <laughs> and, oh yes. The other thing I forgot to ask earlier is, cause I asked, do you rig it and hand it off to them? But do they give you animation or a character design and hand it off to you to rig. So what what stage it, does the rigging happen? Um, it happens in that stage, like you're absolutely right. Like most of the time they will give me characters to rig. Okay. So you'll yeah. get a character design with like different positions, you know, that, that uh, what is what is it called? The that turnaround. Sheet? The turnaround sheet, yeah. Yeah. But then sometimes I have to design that myself and then rig it. Right, so, depending so on it, the project. It goes either way, yeah. That's, yeah, that's one of the things about freelancers is <laughs> sometimes end up doing a lot <laughs> or all yeah, of the work. Sometimes you end up doing everything. <laughs> but you get to charge for it all. Exactly. That's the deli difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so moving on, let's go to our next segment where I like to go back in time and talk about when you first started when you first knew you wanted to be uh in animation when you wanted to draw and like be an animator okay was there some was there a particular film or tv series that inspired you or yeah what what's the story there was a few things i think the big thing was actually invader zim um oh. i remember i watched that like from the beginning so it was like the first couple episodes and it's just like I was terrified and amazed and I was like I really want to do that I really want to like make stories like this that are just so dark and so like you know inspiring for people but at the time I, I was living in like the middle of nowhere small town New Jersey so I was like I don't know how to do that I don't know how I'd ever do that so I was like oh, I'll be like a veterinarian or something that's like safe uh, <laughs> but you know when the time came around for me to choose like college I just you know I couldn't lie to myself and say that I didn't like drawing I mean like I had all the tests from different classes with just like just illustrations on the back of them like there's no way that like I would be doing something that didn't involve drawing so animation was the next step I also considered going to a manga school that was in I believe Chicago the only one in the United States I would I say that, that sounds pretty rare <laughs> It's the only one. Um, but I mean, my thought process, which actually was pretty smart fiscally and just responsibly and like work-wise was like, you know, if I went to a school just for animation, I'd have more options and I'd be able to still do comics, which was true. It worked out really well. And do you draw, <laughs> do you draw comics as well? Yeah, I do a series that I post to Reddit that's like a daily comic that people really like. And then I do another more serious comic that's gonna like include all the weird stuff that like I write that I wouldn't be able to animate, right. <laughs> basically. <laughs> like, you know, really dark stuff. You could just do that in comics and like sell it and it's like, it's cool, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the name of that college? Do you, do you remember? Good to have a little shout out. 
it's always good to shout out to our, you know, our respect where we came from. I went to yeah, UC Panda Davis University. Just straight up manga university. Okay. Very cool. Wow. Very weird. Anyway. <laughs> okay. And so how did you how did you go about getting, let's say, that internship for uh, for that project? It was, it was the military, right? Yeah, uh, there was a it's the this guy named Vanek Douglas who was a military veteran but also an animator and his the school that I went to was his animator too so he ended up just reaching out to the school like hey we need people and I was fit into the position with my school actually and it was really cool I I liked it a lot I I learned a lot in that particular internship even though it wasn't exactly like the type of animation I wanted to do I wanted to do I guess more like you know long form type stuff longer episodes or move right. away from like web. Right. But yeah, it, it was through my school. Right. Which I think a, a lot of people get their internships either from that or from like people they know from like their school. So uh, we've talked about the past. Let's talk about the future. What if everything went perfectly the way you want it to? What would that look like for you? Would you want to have your own, say, animation studio? Or would you want to work for one of the major studios? I don't know if I'd want to. It's it's a weird thing. Um, I I do a lot of other things outside of animation. So I guess I'll preface it with that. Like I also do like installations and contemporary art. Right. So working at a studio, like I know a lot of people that have worked at like Shadow Machine or Disney or like, you know, DreamWorks. Uh That's right. (laughs) And they like it, but you don't, you know, you don't have time for anything else. Like that's, that's your job. You know, you get married Uh, to that job, one job and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess uh, it would have to be the right one, but I'm also just not really looking for that. Like, it'd be nice to just kind of have some credits here and there that are like studio related just for like my own sanity and to tell other people like, oh, hey, yeah, I work here. There you go. So kind of what you're doing now, but on a higher level. Yeah. Okay, very cool. But um, no, I'm not really looking to work at a a studio I'd, I'd rather just kind of do my own studio and start producing like animations like uh we're working on a pilot right now for like animated series and then I'm also going to possibly be hired to create a team to work for another studio so like they're commissioning people to make an animated series and they need somebody to like organize that so so that's something I'd be looking more towards yeah yeah Great. Okay. Well, we are almost out of time, but before we go, my second to last, or my last segment, if you will, is if you were to meet someone who wanted to become an animator like yourself, a freelancer animator, what advice would you give to that person? I would tell them to just always be ready for certain opportunities and to also, in the very beginning, try very hard to look for studio position or or any sort of position related to your art and also 
expand your freelance career at the same time. Because a lot of what people do is they'll work at a studio and then they'll try to transition to freelance. But since they didn't build up any clientele or any sort of like, you know, net, it's kind of hard for them to get into it. So for me, like I've built up my freelance like career over the past like six or seven years. So it's a little bit stabler than if you just kind of jump into it and are not sure like where your clients are going to come from. It's good to just set up those streams before you completely transition. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, makes great sense. Very good advice. And now we are at the end. But before we go, please let my listeners know where they can see your work. If you have a website, if you have Instagram, any social media, go ahead and let us know. Okay. I am Trash Camel on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you'll find a lot of my comics. And I also do just funny animations that take me like 10 to 15 minutes. So they're all like really weird and just kind of simple stuff using simple rigs. And then I have a contemporary art account under Becca Buns. Um, So yeah, please visit me there. That's where I post my work. And that's Becca with uh, B-U-N-S-S. Is that right? B-E-C-K-A-B-U-N-S-S. For Becca Buns. Great. And then Trash Camel is easy. Yeah, (laughs) you'll find me. Yeah. Okay. I'm the only one. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And thank you all out there, all my listeners out there for joining us and sticking with us through, uh, we're at, what are we at? 17 episodes now. Incredible. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you. uh, Thank you again. And this has been another episode of Inside Animation.